summer in Texas. Yeah. I was finishing my, I was in the most intense part of my job working 70, 80 hour weeks. We were losing our apartment. So we didn't have that anymore. And we have this hot van and we're like, how the hell are we going to stay safe in this van? We'd been broken into in downtown San Antonio. It's like, oh my God, we maybe we're going to be killed in this van. It's breaking down all the time. And I, I got, I got pretty dang sick yeah. and now I can't go into work. And it's like that stress. It was, it was, it was a absolutely insane. Today on the Colin and Samir podcast, we interview Christian and Aubrey from the YouTube channel, Minimal Millennials. Two years ago, Christian and Aubrey bought a sprinter van and converted it into their home. For the past two years, they've been traveling through America and Central America and making YouTube videos about their life in this van. Now, they're not the only ones who choose to live this kind of life and make videos about it. There's an entire community online dedicated to people who live in vans. Just search van life on YouTube or Instagram and you'll find a whole world of content that you can explore. We talked to Christian and Aubrey about the logistics of living in a van and how they support themselves financially. We also talk about minimalism and why they choose to put their lives on YouTube. This was honestly one of our favorite conversations we've had to date. We actually ended up continuing the conversation over dinner after we recorded this podcast. So we think you guys will really enjoy this episode. All right, here's our conversation with Christian and Aubrey from the Minimal Millennials. Today on the podcast, we are in one of the most unique places we've podcasted, which is in a van with Aubrey and Christian from the Minimal Millennials. What's up, guys? Nothing much, man. Stoked to be here. So we're actually in their van, and we just spent about, I don't know, half an hour getting to know each other inside, but we wanted to rush into here and continue the conversation so that you guys could all hear it. Um, we're fascinated about van life, living the way that you guys live, your story, you've been following your channel for a while. Um, how did you guys find us? How did you guys come across our channel? Yeah, you know, I think how maybe Amen might have introduced us yeah. yeah, you take it. Yeah, so do you, do you know Eamon and Beck? Like our, basically our I know the them from your vlogs. Yeah. Strong shout yeah. out. Yeah. Strong shout yeah. out. <laughs> so they're our homies. Like we, we know them really well. And Eamon, he just like kind of is into these very niche filmmaker YouTube channels. And I think he introduced us oh, cool. to you guys. So yeah. 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 Back, though, we've been following you guys for quite a while. Yeah. So awesome. yeah. We have our little like, hand-picked couple of really like, what we aspire to do because because our vlogs as you guys might know are a little bit like they're not the most technical they're more just us trying mm -hmm. to show our life a little bit and so we're really inspired by whether it's you guys or casey or peter yeah, mckinnon yeah. or whoever that kind of like elevate mm -hmm. the quality of mm -hmm. of the filmmaking itself so you know we 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 keep that on our radar to make sure we're up in our game really yeah. cool i think we aspire to be as transparent as you guys are uh, which is amazing you. like that to me watching your guys content if you guys haven't seen it like how transparent you guys are. Mm. That for me is why I turned to YouTube to connect with people like mm. that. So we're sitting here in our parking lot of our studio in downtown Los Angeles. This feels like an adventure van where you'd be <laughs> in like scenic, like amazing places, which I've seen in your vlog, yeah. like in, in Mount hood, Portland, like in the forest. What are you doing in downtown LA or like in Los Angeles? Yeah, you know what? I don't mean to like spoil the fantasy for you, <laughs> but believe it or not, we're probably like, I'd say like in, cities more than we're in mm -hmm. non-cities yeah i work full-time currently so i if i'm not in like a, a place with any wi-fi or anything like that makes it difficult for me to live that life we obviously mm -hmm. make a couple of youtube videos a week 
we're in cafes a lot, right? So I'd say the weekend, it's more like weekend trips or weeks at a time that we'll go out. On an average day, you'll find us more in downtown LA, you know? But we like cities. We really yeah. do. Like, I think the reason that we chose the van that we do have, it's a Sprinter van, and so it doesn't look like there's a home in here. It doesn't look like an RV or anybody's in here. And so the stealth factor is key. And so we literally just park in neighborhoods constantly. So. I saw your video talking about how you can't find a place to park in LA. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, when I saw this, I was like, this is going to be impossible. Like how, where, <laughs> where are you guys going to go in Los Angeles yeah. where you can yeah. park this van? So yeah. where did you end up? Um, yeah. So we've, we've come across Silver Lake has mm -hmm. been pretty nice. good. Yep. Atwater village has yeah. been, it was easy, easy peasy to find parking there. Yeah. Um, we're going to head to the beach this weekend. So that should be surfing out of Ventura. That'll be cool. Ready yeah. to rock, baby. I wonder if the beach will be easier to find a spot or more difficult. Sometimes it's more difficult. Cause I it's think. more competitive. Yeah, and people know that you're living in it more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. I would imagine Eastside, Atwater, Silver Lake, it's yeah. pretty sleepy over there. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. if it, this doesn't look like you said, like someone's living inside. Right. Exactly, you're just, you're walking to work, you know, we might be looking out our window right out at you. That's amazing. Yeah. I remember uh, one time about three years ago, Samir and I and some friends took a trip down to San Diego in yeah. an RV. Yeah. First time we've ever been in an RV. Yes. Obviously this isn't an RV, but we had the similar type of thinking. Let's go down into a neighborhood yeah. and try and park, you know, in San Diego. Yeah. We were backing up the RV into right. a spot, right. and uh, a neighbor comes out and he says, "Hey, you guys aren't planning on sleeping there, are you?" Good man. And we were like, "No, no, not of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course not. No, we're, we're actually just gonna parallel parking to then take it straight out of here." Right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, believe it or not, dude, we have we ever gotten a single person other than like we've had like a random knock on the door from a cop before in a very small town. We had that recently. We were going up to the Cascades, super small town. We made the mistake of rolling in like super late to the only neighborhood in town flashing our lights at everybody and immediately like yeah. getting the one cop in the region called on us you know yeah. so we were knocked on by him but i don't think we've ever had like a person no. in a that's neighborhood our, that's our token story for sure that's our one yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. our san diego story right there <laughs> yeah. but we're just so stealthy dude like yeah. i mean if you if you know what to look for you can find them you know who's living in what but like you wouldn't you know you probably wouldn't know that anyone was living in here you know so I think, you know, one of the really interesting things about you guys is not only are you living out of a van, living like a simpler lifestyle, you'd call Correct. it, living a unique lifestyle, you also have a YouTube channel where people are following along with you. Right. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your origin story and where that decision even begins to get into a van or right. I guess YouTube, which comes first, the van I, I or the YouTube Aubrey channel? I think Aubrey is the right person for all of this because I am not <laughs> like, I'm not a very adventuresome guy necessarily, I wouldn't say. Aubrey is like a crazy adventuresome, like willing to throw caution to the wind in every aspect of everything at any moment. So I pass it over to you for that. So we, I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel. I think I was kind of like the beginning of the generation who wanted to be a YouTuber. And so it was always something I was really fascinated about. And then when we moved in together, we kind of started diving into minimalism and realized, hey, let's talk about this. Like there were some YouTubers at that time who were talking about minimalism, who really inspired us. And we thought, let's do kind of a similar thing. So we started there and then um, very short after that, we bought a van. Um, we had both been living, working full time and we kind of were at that point in our life where we were like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why the heck are we making all this money only to go home and be so exhausted. And the that caveat is like all this money was not all this money. You know, all this well, money sure. was like, yeah. it, it, not it like was, we were doing badly. Us, it was more than yeah, but it was like we're working our asses off and we're, we're to the point where we can like go out and buy nice dinners. You know, it's yeah. like, is this yeah. really? Uh, yeah, I don't where, know. Where were you? Where, where were you guys living together? We were in San Antonio at the time. Okay, got it. Yeah. And, and how did you guys meet? 
We met at school, basically. Work. Yeah, and work after <laughs> yeah. school. So not to dive into it too much, because <laughs> yeah. it's a whole thing. Sure. But basically, the, the company we were working for, and like we used it sort of for our college, like, you want <laughs> Whatever. I'm not used to this single mic holding. Yeah, things. to paint a picture for you guys, we were in this van, which is, uh, we're knee to knee. Right. Uh, Literally. Yeah, and we're sharing two mics between the four of us. So yeah. just to give you a frame of reference. Right, exactly. Yeah, paint the picture. All right. Yeah, exactly. Carry on. Um, so we were living in San Antonio. We, we, we were working at this higher education company. So it's like it has something to do with college and like online courses, basically. Um, it's an ed tech company, right? So we were both working at that ed tech company. Mm-hmm. Um, downtown San Antonio and San Antonio is cheap and undiscovered. So it's like, you can get the coolest place in the world for like no money. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's one of those things that we, we were newly married, super poor. And we, in a very short span of time, we went from being super poor to like being totally well, fine. Right. Like, and it was weird. Cause like when you don't have any money, I feel like when you truly don't, you're like, Oh my God, I need to work harder so I can buy groceries. And then you wake up one day and you're like, Oh my God, I can buy groceries now. You know, like, <laughs> what do we do? Let's go to a nice dinner. Do you remember that month? It yeah. was like right after we got married, we're like, oh my gosh, we can like go buy, we can go to a nice dinner. Yeah. And the next month, we can go to a nice dinner every night. And then, and then I feel like that's why minimalism came along mm-hmm. because w- w- I feel like m- to be minimalist or whatever is a bit of a luxury and not to go on a tangent, but it, you know, I don't think if you're in a, like a position of desperation or a lack of finances or whatever, it's, you can't really make the, the decisions or have the space in your life to make those choices. So for us, when we didn't have any money, newly married, brand new, fresh off the block, it was like hustle, 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 pay the bills, eat, get the groceries. I mean, the whole semester before that, or not semester, <laughs> way too much in the college world here. Um, the, old, the whole like quarter before that, I had been sleeping on a couch, eating oatmeal, at, you know, three times a day. All I could afford. Wow. Yeah. And it went from that, doing that until I could buy a ring, so you get married. And then it was like a big switch. So I think minimalism and YouTube came together as this like finding a sense of purpose and direction that wasn't just let's get off the couch and off the oatmeal, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. I, I loved what you just said about minimalism is a luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, there's people who maybe are considered minimalist, but maybe not by choice. Exactly. Right. Um, and then now it's like becoming a much bigger category on YouTube where yeah. it's like aspirational yes. to make the decision mm-hmm. to only have a few things or, or yes. have like be, live that lifestyle. I think like not only is minimalism a luxury, I think people could say a similar type of thing about van life. Yes. Right. Some people are in vans like, you know, by necessity. Dude, you're hitting on something that's super key. And I'm sure we'll talk about it more. Yeah. And I'm actually thrilled we're talking about this because we don't get the opportunity to talk about this enough. Is that a lot of times people do not see these divides that really are there. So you're, you're exactly right in saying that you can call something minimalism that might be rebranding something that other people have to do out of necessity. Um, and it could be the same with, with we're, we're vegan, right? Like, I think that's a privilege as well to have the opportunity to do that. Of course. And I think that um, van life obviously is. And there's actually this divide in the van life per se community of people that have been doing this for 20 years before it was cool. Um, maybe they're doing it because they have to. Maybe they're not, whatever. But they've, like, been roughing it in a sense. And all of a sudden these, like, kids, who, I mean, you know, young people at the beginning of their lives come in and they like want to rebrand it and make it flashy and make it cool. And like, in a sense, make money off of it, make content off of it, like make it cool. And there's all these people who have been like, we've been in these vans. We've been doing this thing for 20, 30 years. 
who are you to come into our space? So I think, I think it's a real conflict and it's legitimate, right? Like, it's not like we don't have the right to come in here. It's perfectly fine for us to do this, but it's also like, they also have the right to feel a little bit like their, their space is being invaded. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting little yeah. dichotomy that it is a privilege to, to, to have the space to do a lot of these things. Right. So let's, uh, yeah, I, I want to get into that. And, um, but first I want to understand the story <laughs> of why how you, how you end up in yeah. a van, yeah. right? Like I, 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 and how you ended up filming it. Yeah. So I think right now we're at the point you can have nice dinners. Correct. Mm -hmm. And now what's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. What's next? So, um, yeah, so we, we were minimalist. We were making videos about it. Um, he kind of had this moment where we were driving down the freeway, um, from Austin to San Antonio and he was just done with work. He was working 70 hours a week, um, in sales, super high pressure. And, and he was like, do you want to just buy a van and travel and <laughs> just drive all over the place? And I'm the kind of person who says yes to everything. So I was like, yeah, of course. That sounds great. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So two weeks later, we had the van purchased yeah. and we're, it was ours. Yeah. Money and spent. I personally had no idea that people did that. I had no idea that there was this Same. whole community on Instagram and social media mm -hmm. of people who were doing it and building it out. And so we were kind of. Um, well, I don't know if there was when we started. There when was, on when was this? This was two years ago, something like that. You've been mm -hmm. living in this van for two years? We've been living in the van for about a year and four months, but we mm -hmm. bought it six, eight months before that, Holy converted shit. it, yeah. transitioned out. So this is, we're two years deep, you so know what I mean? your inspiration for this didn't come from following no, accounts on Instagram. No, 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 You just no, thought no. this would be a cool idea. I, like, literally, we didn't know anyone else <laughs> yeah. in the world bought cargo vans and converted them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, and, and the truth is, like, it, it was kind of this, like, what is our next thing kind of vibe? Because I would say we're four months into this place of a little bit more comfort and we were saving towards something. But then I'd always I, I w almost moved to Southeast Asia and then we met each other and then I didn't. So I had in my mind, like, maybe I should move to Southeast Asia. Then maybe we should. So we were having the conversation and maybe we should move to Southeast Asia, but it didn't quite feel right. It felt like adventure for the sake of adventure. Like there wasn't any purpose to it. And then we found the van and it was like or the idea. And it was like, oh, duh, that's what we have to do. Yeah. Let's do it. Two weeks later, we had a van kind of thing. That's yeah. amazing. I feel like there's so many times where I've been driving in the car with my girlfriend and throwing something crazy yeah. out there and we get super excited yeah. about it but to follow through yeah. two weeks later was there any ever a point in those two weeks where you were like this actually no we shouldn't do this we should we should stay living in this house and with this job like w yeah. was there any doubt or was it like here's the idea and like that's it we're doing it I think it was here's the idea and let's let's do it no the right. only thing he was going so fast he like literally found it was the first fan he found on Craigslist and he was like, I'm going to drive to Houston today and I'm going to look at, look at it. And that afternoon he, you know, paid the money to buy it. And in hindsight, like maybe we should have, you know, yes. taken it a little slower, <laughs> but if you did, you might, we might not be sitting here right now. It, yeah. No, but That's, it's you totally had to true. On like yes. once we bought the van, we were locked in. We knew that we had to we had to follow I, through. I think that's why we did it, right? Yeah. That's why it was like a bull rush to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'd already found a guy who was like, as soon, uh, uh, I had the idea. I went to work. I told my best friend at work who, uh, you know, I was like, I have this idea. And he's like, well, I think a buddy of mine has done something like that. Got his number. By that afternoon, me and that buddy were texting. Mm -hmm. Had never met the guy. And by that weekend, I went with him to Houston, bought the van, and he helped me build out. This is our second build. He helped me build out round one. Um, or he did a lot of it. He yeah, did a majority yeah. of it. And it was like, I think you're right that sometimes it's easy to think like we look back and we're like, oh, we bought this super cheap, but it had engine problems. If we had done more research, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But you're so right in saying 
you can't really ask that because like we didn't this is our van this is how the story played out sort of like an ignorance is bliss thing too you just like you buy it you start it and you figure it out from there yeah so now let's look at it you're one week two weeks in three weeks in any like buyer's remorse as things get difficult or no like no no actually we were talking about this so with vans it's such an incredible lifestyle Mm -hmm. like it, it is it's, it's not what you see on Instagram necessarily, but it is amazing. And the reason I can say that categorically for everyone is everyone who moves into their van has a horrible first two weeks. Yes. Every single yeah, person. First two weeks of moving in, definitely buyer's remorse. Buckle up, baby. Yeah. Buckle up. Yeah. But, but even w- One so, of you more than the other? I was sick. I was so yeah. stressed out. I got very physically sick and I never get sick. Yeah. And, and like our van kept breaking down. So like there were a lot of things. It just Oof. kind of like we went horrible. through the runner for this summer thing. In, summer in Texas. Yeah. I was finishing my, I was in the most intense part of my job, working 70, 80 hour weeks. We were losing our apartment, so we didn't have that anymore. And we had this hot van, and we're like, how the hell are we gonna stay safe in this van? We'd been broken into in downtown San Antonio. It's like, oh my God, we maybe we're gonna be killed in this van. Just breaking down all the time, and I, I, got, I got pretty dang sick. Yeah. And now I can't go into work. And it's like that, str- it, was, it, was, it was a it was absolutely awesome. insane. It was yeah. insane, yeah. yeah. Aubrey was a legend, man. She like, she buckled up and zipped up the pants, but like, it was crazy. But the reason, the, the interesting thing about buyer's remorse is everyone has their own version of that. Mm-hmm. And even so, everyone, even a weekend says this is the best decision I've ever made. And I think we also felt like that. Even when it was like we were, I was sick and we didn't have a place to be, it was like this is already the best decision we've ever made. Yeah. Don't you think? Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's interesting. So it was already a step up. I, I think buyer's remorse is such an interesting concept because it's not just when you buy a van and decide to have right. a massive life change. Like yes. you can have that when you get a new car or when you go into some sort of relationship. You never know. There's always like doubts in the back of your mind yes. so what was it for you at that really low moment that did made you know like mm. this was right like what about it what about that experience even though you're sick you're tired mm. what about it was like this is better we're gonna keep going i i would thought i i would say oddly enough it was like something to work towards mm. so the reason we bought the van i think is because we'd been working towards this place of financial stability and then we got there and we then we worked on minimalism and then we got there where we'd really minimized our lives and then it was like what's next you know what i mean like are we going to stay with these jobs what are we going to do right so i think the van gives us a sense of like we can grow in this like we can live our life we can experience things we haven't experienced we can grow our youtube channel we can just like experience life in a new way whereas i think i just felt like our other like our life pre adding such an unknown factor it stagnated in a sense and it wasn't challenging us anymore yeah that was my thought so so it's really interesting because a lot of people strive especially maybe if they don't come from a comfortable background financially or you know whatever um they strive for comfort yes Hmm. you guys achieved comfort Mm -hmm. and then you desired discomfort yes and uh you know we we have good friends here in la yeah. you probably watch their youtube channel yes theory um yeah. their yes. whole mantra is seek discomfort mm. um have you always been like that like when you were younger did, were you were you desiring comfort were you trying to find like a space or did you always mm. like like adventure and change and mm. i always loved change mm. i i was like begging my parents i have uh, four adopted siblings and i was begging them to adopt more siblings my whole life and um, I was begging them to move to a new place constantly. So I think for me, the van, van life wasn't necessarily about the fact that we're gonna live in a small space and we're gonna see new things. It was like, I need a new place. I need, new, I need change constantly. That's, mm-hmm. That was just for me. Um, so in a sense, it's actually com- 
comfortable for me, you know, but it, there are some just uh, non-comfortable pieces of it, you know, like hmm. things take longer, laundry isn't easy, water isn't easy, you know, we have limited resources. There's no bathroom in here? No bathroom. Yes. Yep. But that's worth it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that, it, funny enough, tangent, but that seems to be something on the channel that uh, you guys talk about and yes. sometimes show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and sort like of. Said, well, yeah. Bring it on, baby. Yeah. Any questions, we're, so, uh, we're an so, open book. So I love uh, how I have said this before, like, but like the, how transparent you guys are mm, is amazing. Oh, Thank you. Um, it's like, again, something I think we strive to be. It can mm. be uncomfortable yeah. to be super transparent but it's like the beauty of youtube is like yeah. like the, i think the goal for me um of youtube and i felt like this when i watched films when i was a kid it's the mm. reason i ended up majoring in film is when you watch something and you feel like wow that person gets me mm. or like wow. i feel like that too like that feeling in a, in music and in film like that's what i strive to feel and to create wow. um and i think you guys do that really well like wow. and, and even to the point where it might not be something exactly that i've felt but i can understand yeah the feeling you guys and what you guys are going through that means and a lot that's yeah. something we strive for so it's so it's so, it's so amazing so when you so you move into this van yeah why were you guys making youtube videos pre-van yeah so we okay. we were we had started making them about minimalism and then we made one video is just a tour of our van before we'd even moved in and it blew up and wow. and like, was that the first video that like quote unquote blew up it was the second okay. we had we had like a minimalist apartment tour yeah. i mean the t people love the tours yeah. right yeah. oh my god yeah. they could call anything a you tour guys need well. to do a studio tour we gotta do a minimal even yeah. though our studio gotta, is not that minimal we, minimal yeah. studio tour yeah. rip and roll. <laughs> honestly but, literally seriously. clean it out there's nothing yeah in yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. perfect yeah. <laughs> people would love it yeah, yeah. love that yeah i feel like i just moved into a new apartment there's nothing there this is a prime opportunity i need to do that you'll be the coolest person yeah but we we hadn't seen anyone do any YouTube videos about van life it was just a piece of our life that we wanted to share and we thought we'll keep making minimalism videos and then this video I'm gonna sort of agree but I'm gonna sort of disagree because when we started our YouTube channel yeah. do you remember us saying we're starting in January we know we're gonna move into our van in August let's vamp up a channel so that we're ready for the adventure videos maybe that's how you thought oh, how really? you saw it I didn't see it that way wow. maybe you knew all along <laughs> I'm blown away <laughs> you were working with YouTube behind the scenes <laughs> You knew it, that this was gonna but, work. But, like, <laughs> van life really did change our like. We we'd gone within like five months from nothing to about three thousand subscribers. Yeah. So yeah. tiny bit of traction. Yeah. Had one video over hundred thousand views, and then within like a and month. And that was the tour. Yes, the apartment. Uh, apartment tour. Apartment had tour. over hundred thousand views. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal for three thousand yeah. subscribers. It, it was exciting, yeah. and, we, and we were getting pretty consistent views. You know, like anywhere like maybe two to six thousand views per video. Yeah. So we we're pretty we're feeling all yeah. right. And then July hit. No, June hit. And we went from three to three to nine thousand subs, just like that. And we had a couple of videos in a row that did great. Mm -hmm. Summer was a little stale, but then once we got on the road, we had our best few months ever of YouTube, and yeah. went from from I mean within four months from three thousand subs to forty yeah. or fifty. How often were you uploading? We were uploading. Three, yeah, it got to three times a week once we really got on the road, and it was interesting because I think a lot of people start they move into a van sometimes not. Oh, and I don't, I don't ever want to say this, assume this about somebody, sure. but I have seen people that are like, oh, you know, if I move into this van, I can make some content about it and maybe I can be successful. And that was n never the case for us. It was right. something that kind of was working 
without us knowing it was going <laughs> to work, you know? And so we started making content about it and people were really interested in it. And now we're coming across people who are saying, I'm moving into a van because you guys, like you, you kind of put that idea into my head. I never would have thought I was going to do this. So it's definitely a growing movement. And it's kind of interesting because we've been able to be kind of at the beginning of that. So we've seen mm -hmm. some of our friends who have grown, um, you know, every time there's a new van lifer YouTube channel on the scene, like it, it grows even faster. A hundred times faster. Yeah. Right? Cause like there wasn't a framework even two years sure. ago when we started, there wasn't a framework. Yeah. And now like we, we were working with some friends recently who will just take off and it's yeah. just like now there's people excited for the content. Yeah. And so, it's, so it's super exciting. So when you guys took off uh, and just like, all right, we're in the van now. Yeah. Did you have any plans for how you're going to financially support yourself? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's one of the questions we get asked the most actually. So yeah. um, I had already been working remotely um, before we even moved into the van. I'd had that job for a couple of years. So we were like, perfect, keep that job. <laughs> we're just gonna go on the road. And that's part of the reason we've been in cities a lot is just because I needed a Wi-Fi connection. Mm -hmm. um, and he had a contract gig with our same company that we were working for. Um, and then YouTube has grown to the point where it has sustained us and we have a very- wow. that's incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Again, we don't have rent. We're not like in the middle of LA. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, we're, we're at the point now, we're very lucky that, our, you know, it, it's just worked out that like mm -hmm. YouTube, our social media brand can fully support us. Mm -hmm. But we also, we like, you know, we like to work. I don't know if that's weird, but like, you know, we're, we're I'm working a full-time job again this summer. But, uh, but yeah, when we got on the road, we just, it was very much a lifestyle. Like we were like, we're gonna be in this van for the next five years or whatever, we're here we're not going to be out adventuring, doing mountain biking every day. Let's just build something that can be sustainable. You know what I'm saying? Do you anticipate a time when you are like professional van lifers? Like you are <laughs> like, it is really supporting your lifestyle. Cause I think that's such an interesting thing about mm -hmm. YouTube is that sharing your life and having success doing it can support potentially well, it's, that it's, lifestyle. It's crazy. As amateurs, as non-filmmakers, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we're, I, to be honest with you, I think we're there actually. I think this, yeah. this year we've been able to be there. Like, we're, we're back in cities for fun, but like, you know, in January we're going to Baja, California and have no more, and we're just going south and have no more plans for jobs or anything. We're just going and, mm -hmm. and you know, unless YouTube dries up, you know, please don't. Because <laughs> Is the thought too, potentially, to like partner with different brands and, and integrate like that, that you believe in and to su keep supporting this? Yeah, we, we work with brands um, quite a bit and that has been really great. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the things that we are really interested in moving towards is monetizing um, our content by selling our own products. Mm -hmm. So we really want to, we have a couple ideas that we're working on right now, um, but really just kind of think about what creative value can we add um, to this community's life. Um, and so it's kind of, it's interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so I think it's interesting. You, you started on YouTube before you were even into this van life right, movement right. and you were obviously very early in the van life movement. Um, knowing that you have a background in social media, mm -hmm. when you started making minimalism videos, was that a potential thought? Was like, this could be a, a monetization avenue for us? Yeah, for sure. I, like I said, like I wanted to be on YouTube and yeah. I had actually seen a couple of people gain a lot of traction on YouTube talking about minimalism. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let's start there. That seems like a great place to start. So it was, it was strategic, but at the same time, I wanted to make sure that it was something authentic to our lifestyle. Totally. You know? I, I don't think you can have one without the other. Absolutely. Like you, yeah. you, you definitely can be strategic, but if you're not authentic about what you're talking about mm -hmm. and the life right. that you're living, you, you won't get anywhere. I don't think on YouTube, yeah. it'll be a lot yeah. more difficult to sustain. Right. Well, I think also part of the strategy of YouTube is consistently uploading. Yes. And if you don't like what you're uploading, you're going to burn out. It's not going to happen. And people, and yeah. you know, obviously 
YouTubers probably complain and whine about this all together all the time. <laughs> but like, people who aren't YouTubers really don't get how hard it is to like put that level of creative energy out. Oh my god! Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like it's more. It, you, I burn out faster putting three videos out a week than I than I ever do in the most hardcore sales job or whatever. Of course, yeah. It's it's insane. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But I, yeah, I think there's an element too where like you're making three videos a week, but they're all about your lives. Like yeah. they are very intimate pieces yes. of content. Mm -hmm. If you're making three videos a week for someone else's brand, right. it's a little bit easier to detach from that yes. and look at it specifically just as work, which is separate. Like I'm going to do this, I will get paid for this. Exactly. We never yeah. work, but never stop working at the same time. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then and then you have to deal with, uh, you know, comments and yeah. people talking about you and like. You have to deal with all that yeah, too. Like tough. you put all your effort into this, and someone's like, "Oh, this sucks," and you're like, "Oh, wow." Exactly. Uh, what am I doing again? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why the worst ones are when people are like, "This is uh, very uninspired." Yeah. You should. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we get that people constantly. Cut, people on YouTube cut deep. Like, <laughs> oh, they, 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 they do. find the but, thing that hurts because, yeah. like, you can call us ugly or fat <laughs> yeah. or dumb or whatever. Like, whatever. Yeah. But if you know it's that it's that one random thing <laughs> about whatever it is, right? Like, yeah, like like that. This is uninspired and and unoriginal. <laughs> and you guys Boring. should stop stop yeah. putting stuff out you're clearly dried up as a channel it's like oh, oh ouch. wow yeah <laughs> yeah but it's funny Ooh. because it'll be that'll be that'll stick out in the middle of a hundred positive Absolutely. comments right? you get like a hundred people who are like wow this is amazing exactly. and then you have that one person you're like okay breaks right, your heart let's uh breaks let's, your heart. it's the only thing you remember yeah. yeah i literally like it gets so bad that i don't keep creator studio on my phone yeah because i just and and, and i like we have this rule now that we're implementing that's been really key which is we don't actually check the views in the comments until 24 hours after. That's good. Mm. That's because good you just, idea. I mean, I, I don't feel like your views really tell you anything within one or two hours. It's mm. just too early to know. Yeah, yeah. But it's when all the emotion is there. So you check 20 <laughs> minutes in, you're like, yeah. oh my God, we're underperforming. Yeah. We put three days into this. It's all over. It's all, yeah, it's literally all our channel is dying. <laughs> like this could over. be the last day we're a channel. Yeah. And then the next day you look and you're like, okay, it's doing fine. And then a week later you're like, oh, that was a totally normal video. Yeah. So I, we have to, and you're right in that it is our life and it, and it really is our, like, like if something is going on, you know, like it was so weird because like recently we had transmission issues that were very expensive mm -hmm. and we had to, we had to, you know, I was trying to work and that was crazy. And we had to pass up going to visit family and we were stuck on an Island in Canada with a broken down $6,000 repair. And we were like, we might be here for weeks. So of course we're going to make content about it, but it's <laughs> like, it's not necessarily that like that we're glad our transmission's broken. It's just yeah. like we can make content. And there were all these comments about like, they're faking this, their transmission is actually, I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't want to pay 6000 bucks for anything, right. you know what I mean? So yeah. there's this balance of like, when something bad happens, you do want to take out the camera mm -hmm. to show your life. Of course, man. Drama. Drama, <laughs> but it's also, it's like yeah. sucking, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like a crazy balance yeah. and yeah. you want to give people a window. Funny enough, I found that when we were in the RV, um, granted we were not in an RV for two years, right. uh, yeah. and we rented it from like a right. <laughs> nice RV place, right. but yeah. Um, yeah, but like <laughs> whenever something bad happened, like the camera, the fact that we were vlogging, made it feel more, much lighter yes because, yeah i could not yeah, agree more yeah. because like then you're like ah this is gonna be fun it's what it's not that big of a deal exactly it, makes you, it almost makes you literally look at your life because yes you record it and then you edit it and you're like that's like it's a bit meditative yeah, right i really like, think it is it's therapeutic yeah. like we were in the craziest situation in mexico man like our friends were broken down no engine. There's no way to get an engine in Mexico. No one speaks English. We're looking at $10,000 or like $15,000 that aren't there. And we're like, we're literally, our friends are stranded here. Can't move. They're like living in our home for a second. Now they're now a couple of us are like now, you know, Beckett's sick. And it's like, 
what the hell, our, our clock is ticking, our trip is ticking away, we're stuck here, and it became the most incredible trip. And I think the reason it did is because like, <laughs> we were able to pull out the camera, treat it yeah, lightly, yeah. Figure, say, okay, you know what? We're on YouTube, like what can we do with this? And we just figure something out, and, and I literally I couldn't agree more. It's funny to hear you say that, because I couldn't yeah. agree more. So um, you just alluded to being stranded in Mexico, which yeah. is a note <laughs> I have written down. Yeah. So I want to dive into this section of this podcast where like so far, it's like this sounds awesome. Right. This yeah. is super fun. Right. At this point, if you turn off the pod, you probably like let me grab my significant other and go buy a cargo van and let's do this <laughs> yeah. thing. Like yeah. let's hit the road. Um, you said something in a recent video where I think Christian, you're looking at the camera and you say you guys are watching us grow up on this channel. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. um, now, I think that's really fascinating, um, like allowing the audience in while you guys are growing up. Mm -hmm. You've made content about the difficulties of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk through some of that stuff. Like, you know, A, I want to hear the full story of being stranded in Mexico. Yeah. Rock and um, roll. B, I want to hear about the first time it became difficult mm -hmm. when you guys were in the van together and you were mm -hmm. like, what was the first thing that happened that was kind of like what have we done what have we done yeah oh man right off the bat literally right off the bat i think right off the bat was the most what have we done so it was so bad it was in the middle of, it was 105 degrees every day in texas and we had not insulated this as well as it is now and it was humid and so if you think about like it's 85 degrees at nighttime and you have your doors shut and a cargo van and you're covered in sweat and you can't even be close to your partner you know what i mean and mm -hmm. then i have to go into my white collar job the next day and act like I've taken a shower and haven't sweated all night. And it was like, how, what are we doing? Yeah. This is the stupidest thing we've ever done in our lives. Uh, yeah. I think that was like, well, like what, yeah. the, what the hell have we done? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> that was right off the bat. Our first two months was that. So two full months. There's an element of being like physically uncomfortable and going into something new like this. But what about like, also for your relationship, you're getting thrown into mm. a totally new environment. I, I watched a video of yours. I think it's titled, we've been fighting a lot yeah. lately or something along those lines. And you're very open and transparent mm. about that. One, like, you know, how has the van affected the relationship? Mm. And two, what, what goes into the decision to talk about that on YouTube to be mm. decide yeah. that you want to have that level of vulnerability? So first of all, the fact that we're living in a van together means that we're kind of, we can't escape we have to face the issues and the struggles that every couple has. And totally. so, um, so I, I think that's actually been very strengthening for our relationship. Um, this summer has been uh, very stressful um, compared to most of our time um, in the van, just because Christian has been working full-time sales job, 50 hour weeks, um, that kind of thing. And I've been kind of managing YouTube and, you know, Again, going back to our channel is dying. We feel like maybe the summer hasn't been as great for us um, on YouTube. And so there's been a lot of external things going on that have made us um, really, I don't know, just less inspired and, and not as peachy between the two of us. Right. <laughs> um, and I think that what goes into us actually sharing about that is we really view our community as a community like it, it's a it's people that we we trust they invite us to park in their driveways constantly and we've taken people up on that yeah. we do meetups as much as we can and we've met these people and um i think one of the things that is really interesting is living in a van um allows you to see the goodness in people and trust them and trust that they actually really do care about you and really do want to help you and so because of that i think we have a trust with our community that allows us to be hmm. vulnerable so I, I, I completely agree. And I, I think when it comes to our fighting a lot or our choosing mm -hmm. to, to share that, 
is that we the reason we're married is because like we're the only people that we don't get sick of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you could throw everything else out the window and like we still like we hang out every single day and like at the end of the day we're like, oh my gosh, all yeah. I want to do is just like go hang out with you and not go hang out at this social. You know what yeah, I mean? Of like course, of course. it's the like I think that's most good relationships probably you just like want to be with that person. But like believe it or not, like the van doesn't change that. I, but I think the reason we have been the reason it's you have to work out the fighting is because like your business partners mm-hmm. and you're a couple and you're always working and always a couple, right? So it's like there's never a moment where we're not working and yeah. there's never a moment where we're not just in our coupleness. And I think, in our, <laughs> whatever that means, <laughs> but I think in my last job, like I went to work and she worked from home. We yeah. were both working full-time jobs, but I physically left at seven in the morning, drove yeah. somewhere. We didn't see each other for nine hours. Yeah. I saw my friends at work. She saw her people. Um, and then I came home and it was like, oh, we get to, now we get this set aside time together. And now it's like, you know, it's just this open, like, how do you even manage that? You know what I mean? How do you manage yeah. just being together every single second? So we enjoy each other every second, but sometimes it's hard not to make every conversation we have about YouTube. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. I can't even think about YouTube right now. I'm trying so to work. You know what I mean? How do, uh, what have your strategies been to balance it? Or how, what have you learned, I guess, from that process? <laughs> what have we? Well, I, I would say the thing <laughs> we were just telling you guys about with like not checking the numbers so yeah. quickly, mm-hmm. you just have to, because the numbers are not a reflection of your self-worth or your worth as a creator. Mm-hmm. Now they're, they're going to be a reflection of like how your audience is perceiving what you're doing but like it's just you can't not tie your identity into it you know what i mean like I, at least I'm not, maybe you guys are stronger than us in this but we can't no, no, we're, we're, we're weaker yeah. <laughs> i think though i think at the same time that when you're looking at youtube as a business yeah. that's when it's challenging because yes. the thing is like yes they're not tied to your self-worth but they are tied to your business yeah, worth so exactly. like that's when it gets really challenging but and they're also tied to your emotional worth i mean like i I would imagine for the two of you like it could feel isolating in the beginning getting into a van Mm -hmm. the great thing Mm -hmm. about youtube is that you do have this community people are inviting you to their homes to sleep in their driveways and it makes you feel like it's not just the two of you but at the same time the hateful comments like we said are the loudest yes so it's about like fighting that balance between like getting the best of your youtube community which can mean a lot to you yes and also keeping out sort of the bad side cannot agree rock and roll you nailed it exactly (laughs) thank you yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) i think our strategies for for mitigating it it's like when we're both working on it together we're aubrey likes change so much and i like move forward really quickly i feel like those can seem like different i mean the same thing but they're very very different because i'm not always trying to change but i put my head down and push and she's like trying to change all the time and I think sometimes in a business that's extremely effective and it causes us to pivot constantly and move forward Mm -hmm. but then sometimes it can be really frustrating between our relationship dynamic because I will do the same thing faster than anybody but I'll do the same thing every day Mm -hmm. and she will not move at my pace but she'll be more creative and like have this 20,000 foot view and be willing to pivot every single day so I think sometimes we get caught in this trap of like my perspective on YouTube is we just got to stay consistent make video, make a video, make a video, make a video. Aubrey's perspective is what other products can we sell? What other thing can we do? What other market can we jump into? <laughs> but from her view, I'm just bullhead running in. It's not wise. And from my view, it's like, we've just got to create the video. Time. So I think yeah. we just have learned or we're learning in real time to respect each other's strengths and me trust her with the strategy and be like, you know what? You've got such a better sixth sense about this than me. I'm going to lean on you for this. And then I think you to trust me with like, you know, I just need to carry the, the, the weight of that day's work maybe a little bit more because that's t- typically what I excel at better. So it's, I think you've got it. Like there's such a, mm-hmm. a balance there. You know what I'm saying? We actually just talked about that uh, on when we did a video with the Moment guys, yeah. Caleb and Niles, about yeah. like a partnership and like 
um, knowing your roles and how yes. important that is. And I think like, you know, you guys run a YouTube channel together. We run a YouTube channel right. together. Like, um, that's a really important component is yeah. knowing what each other's strengths are. Cause if you both try and do the same thing, it's just not, not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's really interesting. Absolutely. So, um, difficulties stranded in Mexico. Can we get into mm-hmm. that story? Cause you briefly talked yeah. about that, but that's like, <laughs> just, yeah, th- that would be my biggest fear of, of getting into this van, right? Like, right. okay, yeah. we're driving along and then we're like in some random spot and then it's broken boom, down. We're broken down. Exactly. We don't have power. We don't have yeah. like we, bathrooms. Yeah. Bathrooms, bathrooms. Is, bathrooms a huge would one. be a daily confusion for yeah. me. Like, what do I do? It, it, here? it continues to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Two years in, it's still confusing. still a problem. Yeah. Okay. We have a we have a solution for half of it. The other half is a daily struggle. Right. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> we got to set up the Mexico thing. So we decided to go to Mexico. We got to say why we decided to go to Mexico. Yeah. It's because everyone's scared to death of Mexico, and we lived in San Antonio, which is like as close to Mexico as you can get culturally and physically and everything in the states so we're like we we have most of our friends are from mexico we love mexican culture and everyone is so scared of it and this can't be rational like there's got to be a component where like everyone's just playing this up in their heads so it's like why don't we go to mexico and give it a try and post it online and if it, if it really is every what everyone says it is then we learned our lesson and <laughs> everyone was right but i doubt it's going to be that so we just kind of like went into mexico and i think like trusting the goodness of people and that like the people there would be amazing and i think what ended up happening because the story was so crazy and so many things happened like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in a sense mm-hmm. but because of that we had to lean on people there more that we didn't know and made way better relationships than we could have ever imagined and walked away with the best friends in the world all in mexico and the like better experiences than if everything would have gone right you know what i mean because it was crazy so like we cruise right in well was, you yeah. have to say we went with our friends yes um Eamon and beck who also have a YouTube channel very similar to ours. And we decided to do this experiment on YouTube while we were in Mexico, where neither of us wanted to daily vlog, but we decided let's daily vlog together. So they posted a video one day, then yes. we posted a video and we alternated for the entire trip. That's really cool. Yeah. It, How did that it, go? It worked amazing. Really? We should, I mean, we already had a lot of shared audience, but it was like, it, it was it was awesome. And we could be personalities on each other's channels, mm-hmm. which, which like we really have become, right? So it's like, one day someone has the camera and you can relax in a certain way. Then the next day you're the one with the camera and they can play up. You know, it's like it was a, it was a great mm-hmm. back and forth. You don't have to edit every day, too. Exactly. But I wouldn't recommend it unless you know that you're good friends with those people. <laughs> because right. being in, yeah. I mean, we had our separate vans, but we were doing grocery shopping together. We were doing finances together. It was like we, we call each other our like significant other couple. Mm. And so it definitely put us through the ringer in a sense because there were so many, I mean, Get into the engine story because that true. also. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, there's the conflict of like who gets what content, right? So we were already thinking about that. Like if something amazing is happening tomorrow, whose channel does that live on? And then maybe the next day is a really boring day because everyone's tired and now you're stuck with that. And there's a little, you know what I mean? Like you've got to figure out that weird mm-hmm. little wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, we cruise through Mexico and northern Mexico is, I don't know if you guys have been to Mexico or not. Okay. Have you like driven straight through Mexico before? No way. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> no way, right? Northern Mexico is like kind of what I, I always pictured Mexico to be. So it's like very rural, very desert, very hot, crazy drivers, you know, like we got pulled over looking for guns and drugs and people a couple times. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, this isn't no surprises here, right? Um, but then we got to central Mexico and the first place we went was this city called Querétaro, which is this beautiful, extremely modern, 
way cooler than any city in the States. It's an incredible city, two hours north of Mexico City. And we had a friend there who's American. He's from Georgia, but he's also, he's fully Mexican, but he was born in the States and he was going to school down there. So we already had a little connection. So we're meeting all these friends and we, we wound up with this crazy cool friend group. And then right as soon as we choose to leave Calatero to go, because we're, we're trying to get to the beach down in Oaxaca, um, Eminem backs engine, literally the entire engine just basically explodes, like destroyed. And it's a Mercedes, right? So we're like, oh my gosh, now we're in, in Mexico. Our diesel Mercedes engine, Mercedes engine is gone. What the hell are we gonna do? So we spent, we spent the night stranded on the side of the highway in Mexico, um, got it towed, and basically it was a week of like, what the hell is going on here? We're hanging also, out with friends. Also, we don't speak Spanish. Not, no habla espanol. Yeah. Right, <laughs> like basically nothing. So we're using like Google Translate to try to talk to everyone, find out it's like a $15,000 repair. They don't have this engine in Mexico. They're not going to be able to ship it to Mexico. And we're deep in Mexico. Like, we're like 15 hours drive deep in Mexico, straight up in the middle of Mexico. Like, what the hell are we going to do? It's a huge car. I mean, look at the size of this van. It's huge. You can't just, like, throw this on the back of a pickup. So we were like, maybe we tow it behind our van, but that could destroy our engine. There's horrible roads. North Mexico, I don't want to do that again. It was, like, the craziest experience. Um, But, you know, we just chose to, you know, stick together as a crew. And we threw up a store. And within a week raised enough money for the entire engine, um, towed it all the way back to Texas to have some buddies of mine in Texas replace the engine. Wow. It was insane. I got a lot of questions here. It was in, <laughs> and then oh drove goodness. back and cruised on to the coast and what cruised mean, drove on back. To, drove back into Mexico? Back into Mexico. 15 hours back. 15 down, hours yeah. back. Yeah. And we chilled out in, in, in Carretero, Mexico yep. City, cruised on to Oaxaca and yeah. snorkeled and surfed and wow. went to the mountains and yeah. lived out, you know, had our crazy adventure after crazy. that. Okay, so <laughs> there you go. go. That that so, was yeah, like that's that's, a, that's about as like scary emotionally speaking. Yeah. I think of like that is the worst case scenario. You don't speak the language. Yeah. Expensive. You, like what do I do? My home. Like you don't have your home. You're just living without your home for a week. You know. Yeah. So you so basically this happens and then you have the idea, Aubrey, to do to the merch. Do the merch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Aubrey, yeah. you have the idea <laughs> to say, you know what? We need to raise this money. Let's mm-hmm. turn to our audience. Yeah. Um. And so did you design merch at that point or like, okay. yeah, yeah. So we came up with like six pieces, I think. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know if you know Printful, mm-hmm. that company. So mm-hmm. we just did it all through them, set it up in an evening. And then within a week we had covered most of the engine. And were cost. you guys carrying like a pretty good audience at this point on the daily vlogs and like, on like, yeah. our, our, our viewership was really strong. It was okay. like every single video was getting, I don't know, 20 to 50,000 views probably no. 20 to 40. I, mean, I I would say 20,000 was probably 20,000 people though carrying yeah. yeah, carrying 20,000 people a day is significant, right? It's a lot like, of people who are invested. Yeah. yeah. And we uh, and we both basically said, dude, we don't really have another resort, but we want to help our friends out here. Yeah. This is only up for a week. If you want, you know, like if you want to yeah. share, it was all like save their name of their van's Trinity. So it was all like save Trinity merch. And it, cool. You know what I mean? It was like a rescue operation mm-hmm. and people just like gathered and storm around it. Amazing. But then it also got a lot of controversy because that was when the first like negative video about it came out. And then we had a bunch of negatives. So it's like a, 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 yeah. a big conversation happened around that yeah. crazy moment. I think probably like people's default is to assume the worst yes. of yeah. people, right? And right. I think you guys probably from traveling have you probably have a different perspective now. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, especially on YouTube, like, uh, assuming the yeah. worst, like, ah, oh, these guys are lying. They're just trying to get exactly. money. I mean, get yeah, money and you know us, what? Right? It, they didn't know where that, that money went. Who knows? Of course, Maybe yeah. we were just trying to raise. It's a lot. Of, it requires trust. But when you're this tra- as transparent as you guys mm-hmm. are, 
and I'm an audience member, I'm going to trust you guys. Mm. Mm. You yes. know, and obviously you guys are good people. So I think that's so out. key, right? Because there's like, tr- like, I think relationship, especially an audience to creator relationship is all about management of trust. Because if you put too many brands out there, if you're not transparent, anything like that, you're, you're minimizing your trust. And I think the reason we choose to be transparent is because that does build trust just like in any relationship. So we knew like, if we do this store, it's not like we can launch another merch store next week. We're right. cashing in on a year's worth of built trust cashed it in we haven't yeah. sold anything ever since then because it's like we don't want to abuse that trust yeah. it's, a, it's a relationship you know i think when we were with matt diavella he said something really interesting he just said you can only ask your audience to do so yes, much it's right so true and so like that that's really interesting that you guys chose that i mean obviously you're with right. your friends but like mm-hmm. you didn't look at that and say wow we made twenty thousand plus bucks let's right. keep selling merch you right. were like right that we don't want to lose exactly. the connection with our audience. Exactly. Yeah, we were really doing good. this for a reason. It didn't quite pay for the engine, so every single penny went there yeah. and um, made a huge dent. It was a hugely successful thing. People got cool merch. And um, Have you run into go. anyone with Save Trinity merch? Like, No, but I've, I've heard of followers running into each other. Amazing. Who both cool. are, yeah. How cool that like there's like the symbol of it's a community, crazy. right? Because like, those are diehards. Like yeah, if you yeah, have, you're right. If you have yeah. Save Trinity merch, like yeah. you're a diehard. Yeah, yeah and you're right. That's an exclusive collection. But that's like, <laughs> like diehards, call them super fans, whatever it is. Yeah, right. So important on YouTube. And so yes. it's such a cool thing to happen. Yes. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. If you look at like YouTube versus Hollywood, like let's say you go see a movie mm-hmm. like yeah. if it just came out. Yeah. You and a total stranger who watched that movie, the one thing you have in common is that you sat there for the duration mm-hmm. of the movie and maybe you have like a similar ticket stub. Right, exactly. If you run into someone wearing a Save Trinity shirt, yeah. you were both like writers in that movie. Like you yes. were producers, you funded that movement. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. It's such a different and dynamic. what's so crazy too is you also probably have an interest in travel and you probably have mm-hmm. an interest in like you have yes. a shared life visions. Yeah. That, like when, when we do these meetups, we had 150 people come to our Portland meetup. We had about 50 vans. And it was like, just like that, you, that's, that's our goal for that was we could have left and those people would have had just as good of a time. And I think they did. I, I, I yeah, <laughs> I did leave for a while and they did. Yeah. So it's like, you're exactly right because there's so much shared um, vision and ideals that that's what we want to do with our community is mm-hmm. bring the people together. Cause the people are all would be best friends with each other if they just met each other. And that's, what's so interesting about YouTube, right? Like they're coming over a shared wow. vision and ideal, I think. That's a great point. I think as you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel and thinking yeah. about the community you want to build, what community could you build where you don't even need to be there? Yeah. And they still would all enjoy talking to each other and hanging out. Yes. Yeah, just to bring up, I mean, to bring up Yes Theory again, I think the, that's a great example of a yeah. community yeah. that, like, they're, they plan trips together, meetups. Like, they have a Facebook page where people are just connecting and yeah. all under the same shared vision. So yeah. that's, that's really cool. They're really inspiring, too, because, yeah. like, that's what we hope, like, our, our Facebook group would end up being. Because, like, we have a group, and that, that is cool. Every time I see people... Because they, they like there's a, we don't ever get in there, but it's a very active group. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like oh, that's awesome. That's that's success because, y- like like exactly you said to me that I mean something that lives past you is is more powerful because you I mean it's more powerful when it comes mm-hmm. to getting around stuff when it comes to monetizing anything right like that's the dream I think yeah. Do you have you yet encountered people on the road or at certain campsites, uh, certain national parks that know who you are? Yeah, a few times a week, I'd say. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially in the Northwest. When we're in the Northwest, it's almost it's a daily like a thing. Times a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? What was that experience like when that started happening? Um, it's interesting. Um, I had had a taste of that feeling um, because the job yeah. that I had done previously was doing YouTube for like a audience of a thousand people. It was these students at this um, universe or 
higher education company um, who I wanted to connect them. So I started making content um, on YouTube and I was an employee of the company doing that. And so when I would go to these events and meet these people in person, um, they would say, oh my goodness, Aubrey, I've always wanted to meet you. And so it was like 400 people, right? Like, that's, it was like, it yeah. was, it that's a really tiny. interesting case study. It's yeah. super interesting. But as you know, a young, like 18, 19 year old, it was, it kind of went to my head at first. Like, and, I'm famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I kind of, you know, started my stuff yeah, and yeah. felt great about myself. And then he kind of brought me back down to earth once we started dating. That's true. And he said, you that's can't, yeah, he called it YouTube Aubrey. That was the persona that I would go into. That's good. And yeah. so um, he, he basically was like, you know, pounding that out of me in a sense. <laughs> so at that point, I, th- I think you are naturally a very much more like, um, I don't know, just personable person like you you know how to start conversations and keep people interested and and ask some questions and that kind of thing and it was definitely more of a learned thing for me as an introvert and so um anyways all that to say like once it started happening to us uh with our van life people um the thing that I started doing immediately was ask them a question about themselves are you traveling do you have an interest in this where do you live what's your life like that kind of thing and it's so interesting because the second that I ask that question they'll launch into so much about their life we will barely get in a word in edgewise because they trust us so much and they'll tell we've had people tell us you know that they are coming out of a depressive state Hmm. and you know like literally saved their life like they were like at the point where they didn't know if they were gonna be able to keep going on and they find this sense of purpose and it's like that's a big responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah. my gosh, like that's so insane. Yeah. But uh, to but me, people just trust us. Yeah, and the difference is, like, with a celebrity, it, it's funny because, like, like Nat, uh, Aubrey saw Natalie Portman this morning, right, <laughs> outside of her coffee shop, which is pretty cool. That is cool. But it's like, oh, it's Natalie Portman. She gets recognized all the time. It's got to drive her insane. I'm not gonna say anything to her. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing for us is that everyone who sees us, like, it's not like we get recognized all the time, but everyone who sees us, it's like this is very important to them. Their, their, their van priorities, they're all these mm-hmm. things, right? Mm-hmm. And they might have half a dozen channels that are probably encouraging them this is possible. So it's not even just about us. It's about the few like faces of it that say this is a possible dream mm-hmm. of yours. So when we connect, it's like last night, that guy, God bless yeah. him. Um, last night, we, Aubrey was cooking dinner right outside of the gym and this guy knocks on our door. It was like nine o'clock at night. So I opened up the door and it's a guy who has a van who knew our channel and was a new van lifer and was in the parking lot and was so thrilled to see us there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then we end up hanging out for 45 minutes, but I'm starving and we need to eat. And I just did laundry. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I really can't hear all about your story and your van life story and all these things, but it's so meaningful to that person. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they know you in a way that like, I've loved Natalie Portman stuff and she's my first celebrity crush, but I don't feel like I know who Natalie Portman is. And uh, you know totally. what I'm saying? And it's just, it's an interesting dynamic. Or like she's approachable when you see her in public. Exactly. Right? Whereas like literally, and for my other YouTubers I watch too, I feel like I do know them. And that's where I feel like it's interesting to have that flip where I feel out about the YouTubers who don't know who the hell I am, of course, but then like people feel out about us too. It's very interesting. Yeah. You can can definitely get a sense for someone's personality. Like, um, I think, uh, when we were in Seattle with Caleb and Niles from moment channel, like we just like jumped into, there was no like getting to know each other. We just kind of jump into even with us. Right. When you guys walked up, like. There's not much we getting. Background. Yeah, yeah, we already have yeah. the context, exactly. even though we've never met in person. Exactly. Very, right. It's a strange thing. Yeah. But yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's really cool. And so I was curious, like you guys didn't know about the van life community when you started Christ. But it's a pretty significant community, right? And yeah. and it's grown over time. It's growing, so, it's growing right now. Yeah. So tell so tell us about like the community. Um, have have you met and become friends with people from YouTube and oh, Instagram yeah. and like how, how does the community yeah 
operate, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting because, um, well, first of all, our best friends are van lifers, and we met them through YouTube. Um, all of our best friends at this point. Oh, everybody, yeah. everybody that we roll with. Yeah. Literally and, like, okay. roll with. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay, so <laughs> when we first got going, like, I feel like friendship is all about shared interests. And we talk about this a lot when it comes to the community of van life and what it means with when it comes to friendship, right? Because van life is its own little microcosm. I mean, everything is, right? Everything's its own little bubble. And you get to know people in your world. And, like, in the van life world, we know basically every van life creator, every major van life creator. Like, we know them, and we've met up with them, and we know them personally. And it's like, so we know the community so well, but the more insular something gets, I think the closer it gets, right? So you see these incredibly niche things that, like, like these people, I don't know, like, Someone who's like a brony meets someone else who's brony is like, oh my god, that's so cool. Where I, I have so much trust with you already. And van life is kind of niche like that, where it's like someone else meets out with that interest, mm -hmm. and it's like you have so much trust with them. So it's very unique how relationships are built like that. And I think more importantly, when you're on the road, friendship is different. Like we might go a week without seeing anyone, mm -hmm. and then we meet up with someone, and we'll spend the next two weeks, every single minute of every day, eating every meal with them, shopping with them. And it's just, a, it's a different dynamic. So the, the van life community has this weirdly uh, like intimate sort of feel where we're all know what everyone else is doing to take a piss and take a shower. Mm -hmm. And cause we've spent the last two weeks together and it's just a, it's a different type of dynamic of relationship. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. Thank you. Cause that's exactly what I was going to say. Right, right. Um, it's interesting because in, when you live in a van and you don't have the bathroom and you, you know, have all of these random chores that you have to do, it's a unique type of lifestyle that not very many people understand. Why would you, you know, put yourself in this discomfort mm -hmm. just to, you know, live in a van and travel and that kind of thing? And so we have this immediate um, connection with people. And I think that's the thing is like we have this trust with people and it's like I can talk to them about anything. I, I, I like to be very transparent and very open because I think, you know, that's just better that way. But sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't go there. Maybe people will be really embarrassed by that or whatever. But I never feel that with no. a van lifer. <laughs> and it's like how we're all able to connect really e easily. Mm -hmm. But the thing we're going to connect on first is YouTube because we're all yeah. creators. Or it's film or it's something like that. Mm -hmm. Or travel because we all travel some, right? But it's like the main thing is going to be YouTube. Yep. And then, like, as we get to know each other better, it'll be other stuff. But with van life, it's like that. But the main thing you connect over is your van build or yeah. what you like. Like every van life meets and the first thing everyone does is they tour each other's vans because that's the nucleus of like, that's yeah. what you have in common. And then you get to know each other after that. Right. OK. So speaking of this build, is this drywall that I'm looking at? How? OK. <laughs> this is kind of interesting. So yeah. this we, we just didn't want like plain like white walls. Right. Cause that to me feels sterile. Uh -huh. So this is just it's like half inch plywood. Here, here, hold on. Let's get a, a sound. The sound of knocking on the. Yeah. 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 Knock away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely plywood. Ton, of, ton of insulation back there. Plywood. And then we've just thrown this really there's, cool texture on it and painted. Yeah. There's wood on top of us. Which re, re, actually cool. reclaimed barnwood. Wow. Barnwood. Wow. There's a there's a bed that feels very comfortable it's and more here. comfortable I mean, like, than any other bed. It's pretty marble countertop. Uh, yeah, I that's wish. very nice. Totally oh. real. Yeah. Yeah. Totally <laughs> not a not a fake marble countertop. <laughs> yeah. Told me. So yeah, yeah, and good. I was very concerned uh, once you guys told me there's no AC in here that we were gonna sit in here for an hour and podcast. Right. But it's been wonderful. The yeah. breeze is amazing. Lovely. Like you guys clearly have figured it out. We all have seats. Like you could probably fit two, three more people in here, 100%. which is. Yeah. Surprise the table up here and have yeah. a good dinner together. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it's very comfortable. So when, when you built this, was it like 
did you have the idea in your mind? No. Did you like tour other people? You were just like, I got it. I know. I know yeah. what our layouts. Oh, this be is. Like. Oh, you're hitting on something touchy, my brother. Okay. Oh, man. Here so we here, go. here's the story. Here's the juicy story. So we had a different build in this van to start with. Entirely um, different. Like you bought it built no no we no. built it we built our own <laughs> tiny home twice yeah wow so what happened is we didn't we didn't know you know we thought maybe we'll never want to be in here or anything so we actually had the kitchen where we're sitting um and then the bed where it is and the garage and everything and then realized after we had met a lot of other people with vans that oh wow we like being in here we could sit in here we could have more you know we could do this better and so then i convinced christian to tear it all out yeah. She likes change so much. We're in yeah. Mexico living the craziest month, and all she can talk about is our damn van build. And then as soon as we get van building, all she can talk about is the next van build. Yeah. Like, you're just upset. Yeah, I, I have a few more layouts in my <laughs> yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting because there are quite a few van lifers in social media right now who are um, going through their second build or who have gone through their second build. And you kind of know, because it's a small space, you don't know exactly what your priorities are going to be. Yeah. And so once you've done it, it's awesome because you know exactly what you want it. And like, like 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 we were saying, we jumped into this without knowing people did this. Yeah. So we had never we'd never toured another sprinter before we built our van. We'd never seen another sprinter built. And it's like I think some people's method might be like let's do a year's worth of research. Our method was like let's build something crazy, live in it for a year, and then like <laughs> build it again. That's what happened. It sounds like that's a mentality you guys have employed like multiple times. Yeah. Like like yeah. deciding to move into a van. That's kind of how we like roll. let's just. Do it and let's see what Same happens. Same with YouTube yeah. and yeah. our business yeah. everything. But it's, it's oftentimes how most good ideas come yeah. to life, if not all. Yeah. Like, I agree. You have to have a level of naivete to yes. be successful because you're going to learn mm -hmm. along the way. Well, and at this point with the internet, every idea, I yeah. think, is in some ways a good one because there's so many people you have access to now yeah. that probably would like that idea too. 100%. Yeah, and honestly, I'm a huge believer in like doing the third best idea out of three is always a better solution than never doing the first mm -hmm. best idea. And I think people have such analysis paralysis these days because mm -hmm. you can do anything at any time. Um, and we're lucky to, to have, be a decent pairing because Aubrey is always thinking of incredible ideas every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm always willing to do that idea that yeah. day. So it just works out. She just comes up with an idea and we rock and roll. And yeah. So yeah, a ton of them flop, right? But you've got to be willing to like, you know, just let it flop if it's sure. gonna flop you know what i mean yeah be okay with that and, yeah. and learn from it and That's it's and beauty. and not just be okay with it but embrace it it's yes. part of the process the like fun. if you're an idea person without question you're signing up to fail yes uh yeah. but that as long as you're comfortable with that you're going to be really good if you mm -hmm. get comfortable with failure and yeah. understand it as like that's just the Part of the process mm -hmm. and it's all about pivots too because yeah. people see this in such a dichotomy of like did it work or did it not work yeah but i think like for our channel start with minimalism mm. totally worked for what we needed it to do and then we're like you know what we're, we're trying out veganism let's make some videos about it try that out and we're like you know what that was cool but like we don't want to be a vegan channel you know yeah. we're not like that's not our thing you know what i mean and we're not that passionate about it or, uh, uh, you know what i mean you know what i mean we're <laughs> yeah, not yeah, just yeah. like that's not we're not only vegans we're not trying to convince everyone no in the world yeah. we're not we vegan profits so yeah. we try that and we're like you know what maybe that wasn't the best thing to make our full thing but it helped and then we're going to pivot over here to van life oh that one's really working taking off yeah. then it's like okay we're capping out there let's try out more daily vlog and travel and okay people still want you know it's just all about it's like a it's a fluid motion of yeah, pivoting yeah. rather than did it work did it not you know what i'm saying yep of course yeah yeah so well, I was, I was just going to ask you, Aubrey, like you love change so much. Yeah. You've been living in this van for two years. Do you feel <laughs> like you want change from the van life? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, at this point, my dream life is to find a unique way to travel every single continent. I don't know if I've told you that, 
but consonant or continent 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 just ride this english language yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's the dream, dude. love it no that's my dream too we talk about yeah. it all the time we yeah. want to buy a jeep in south africa and jeep all over africa we're about to maybe buy motorcycles later in 2019 and, mm-hmm. and motorcycle all over uh, South America, we might just backpack Europe, you know, God bless, man. Bike, bike Europe. You, and so bike. you guys are, uh, that, that's amazing. Again, I think that like the aspirational component of what you guys mm-hmm. do is really cool, especially for people who live the opposite lifestyle, like mm-hmm. deep into a routine, sitting at a desk mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and I think a lot of people find purpose through watching your content yeah. at least, like, or at least find something about themselves, um, Potential. through watching your content, Thank which you. is really yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank Hopefully. you. So, um, you guys uh, married, obviously, um, mm-hmm. living this yeah. lifestyle. Do you have um, aspirations for a family? Yeah, good juicy, good juicy <laughs> yeah, question. We, yeah, we get that question a lot, too. Um, at this point, no. We're, I'm 23 and Christian's 21, and very so we have young. plenty of time. Wow. Yeah, we're very young. <laughs> Are you guys yeah. even old enough to be on our podcast? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear, I could have sworn you were like 31 and 32 <laughs> oh, or something. We're not old enough to say customers. That's why we stay clean. Yeah, oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Yeah, so okay, carry on. Yeah. We, we have quite a bit of time. Um, I, Not for a while. That's yeah, for damn sure. Like, yeah. no kids. It, it, basically, we just moved quickly, as you guys can probably piece together sure. right now. And we moved into marriage quickly, moved into our jobs, moved into the van, yada, yada, yada. And then we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't need to move into the family phase that quickly. <laughs> yes. So we're just, we're yeah, like, yeah. For, for me, next, I said 10 years and we got married. We've already yeah. been married two years, believe it or not. As young as they are. So it's like, no kids for me a decade into our marriage just because I want time together. So Aubrey wants a family in the van. Or or not a family I mean, at all. If for some reason day. something happens and we were pregnant, then I, I would want to take our kids everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the dream. I, I think, too, okay, we don't have to go down this tangent. But I think <laughs> sure. it's interesting for our whole generation that, like, yeah. m- partnership and marriage or whatever partnership becomes... It's so much about just who do you want to hang out with all the time and who can you put up with being with every day and who inspires you and then just be with them. Right. And it's like, so I don't know. It's so to older generations, it's the, the, the family part is so key in the function, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a mind blowing concept for us that we have, Aubrey has this one aunt and uncle that are incredibly inspirational. They run a couple of Pilates studios and a couple of yoga studios are both professors and they're, they're both super healthy and they're, they're older and they don't have kids. And it's not that we aspire not to have kids, but to see a model of like, it's all about just like being with your partner and living your best life with your partner. If that includes kids, it does. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And they're both mm-hmm. okay. Took the pressure, at least that I felt, and I think mm-hmm. you felt yeah. too, of like, we need to have a family next. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I asked that question because I think you, it's easy um, to grow up with a thought of what life's supposed to look like yeah. Yeah. And, and like feel obligated to run down that path. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously we have a lot of years in between us now yeah. that I just learned. But, <laughs> Don't but, think about that too but, hard. Right? But our generation, Colin and my generation is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we, first time we've said yeah, that. Yeah, probably first time we said that on this podcast. Yeah, but yeah. like we, we, you know, you, you grow up with a certain mentality of like, hey, this is what my, this is what success is supposed to mean. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what life's supposed to look like. And I wanted to bring this up, you know, towards the end of our podcast, just kind of bring it all home that you guys are living a different life. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that, um, it's inspiring to be able to create a community online of people who are just living this different life. And I think we're moving in a direction where it's not super surprising anymore. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh, they, they're making that choice to yeah. do that. Yeah. And just because it's against what you might think society's quote unquote norms are, it doesn't mean it's wrong, right? Absolutely. Anything is just like, that's the choice. Same with 
um, family, right? If you exactly. guys make the choice or if you make the choice to get married. Yep. But mm-hmm. all this stuff, at least for me growing up, felt like necessity and obligation. Yes. Or black and white, right? Yeah, like, black yeah. and white. Right choice exactly. and a wrong choice. Yeah. When really it's uh, like we keep learning that. And I feel that pressure more than you. Because yeah. Aubrey is the change addict. Right. And so mm-hmm. for her, it's like making a choice is the right thing, right? Let's just do something <laughs> different. But for me, I definitely am from the South. I'm from Texas. Right. Like, from a conservative family. It's definitely like a thing to do. And stepping outside of my career that I was making for my age quite a bit of money and was doing well and making the choice to jump out of that felt morally wrong mm. at the beginning. And it was so hard for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so, so, so hard. Yeah. But you know what? Like after it made that big leap, it was like almost like ripping the Band-Aid off. And now it just feels like you can see everything with a little bit of a new perspective of like, it's not that big of a deal, right? Like there's like, there's not a right choice or wrong choice in life. It's just, like you said, it's just all, you know, do you want to do this or do you not want to do this? How do you want to spend your time? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How do you want to invest your time? That's like, time is the only, like the currency that we have that's just constantly leaving our pocket. A little morbid moment there. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) But, but yeah, I just figured we should, uh. You know, bring it home with some of that. Recognize yeah. that fact. We're yeah. all dying slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, you're right, man. So it's the question yeah. of like, yeah, because we have the moment of like, what are we working towards, right? Mm-hmm. Are we working towards the next decade of just being able to afford nicer and nicer dinners? Right. You know, we, we've already bought what we want. We're minimalists. We don't really want a whole lot of things to fill our life. Yep. So what are we working towards nicer dinners? Or should we like think about this and figure out what the hell we're going to do with our next 10 years of life? And, and you know, I think I'm pretty pretty proud of the fact that we chose to you know do something else with it. it's working out for us we're pretty happy love this yeah. that was a that was a hell of an act three for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i am thinking so many things right now like, I, have so many feels like I could do another 45 minutes of, like, yeah. just me talking to you about my emotions yeah. <laughs> bring it on let's go um, that was awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. leave you guys with one question. Just the coolest place that you guys have traveled uh, in this van. Oaxaca. Oaxaca, that Mexico. Was the in Mexico. Wa- Oaxaca, Mexico. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I'd say honestly, the North Cascades. The other day. Oh yeah. Mm, that's one cool. of the prettiest places in the world. Yeah. Those yeah. would north and the south. And where to next? Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're on our way to Texas after London, um, just to kind of repair the van. London? After LA, but I mean LA. Going to and then oh, I'm going like, to London. Dri- how do you drive <laughs> yeah. to? No, 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 no. Okay, London. so after LA, then <laughs> we I'm. Travel a lot, like, <laughs> yeah. If you if you ever officially do like a season yeah. two of <laughs> yeah. this van life, yeah. take it take it overseas. Yeah. 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 No, we're, we're actually. Cool. Actually. All right. Yeah. We're, we're thinking about it because we're doing a we're doing a season two of like. South America, basically. After we, we have like we have to go up to Toronto for work. Yeah. I'm going to Chicago for a minute. She's going to London. We're coming back. <laughs> we're, then once we're like back after the holidays yeah. and life is normal, we're gonna go d- normal, right? <laughs> we're gonna go down to Baja California and then go through Central America, make it as far south as we can, and then then we'll see. Then Aubrey, we'll see. Don't you kind of wanna you wanna go by the motorcycles and head to Thailand? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of want to ship the van over to Europe. So we'll see who wins. Yeah. yeah, I think no matter what, the cool thing is we can all follow along. Yeah. So <laughs> tell, tell, tell everyone, where can they follow you guys on this journey? Well, uh, they can follow us on YouTube, Minimal Millennials, um, and then on Instagram, MNML Millennials. It's the minimalist way to say minimal. Minimal <laughs> Millennials. Good. Yeah. That's so good. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Make sure to check out their content. Um, awesome people, awesome time, thank awesome you, videos. Pleasure. That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. Make sure to check out Christian and Aubrey on YouTube. Just search Minimal Millennials and you'll find them. 
We'll also link them in the description for this podcast. Christian and Aubrey made a video about the experience of recording the podcast with us. That is on their YouTube channel. That'll give you a good visual of what it was like for us to record this podcast in their van, which was honestly surprisingly comfortable. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the show, and tune in next week for another episode of the Colin and Samir podcast.